Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Ain't Misbehaving from Jason Moran, a fated um, person here on Jazz FM. Good morning, it's me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me for another edition of Jazz Shapers. It's where music and business come together in a beautiful way. Uh, business shapers are shaping the world of business and people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And my business shaper today is Jay Wright. He's the CEO of Virgin Wines and a founder of business in his own right as well. You'll be hearing lots from him about what he's doing for the wine business. In addition to hearing from Jay, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then there's the music, and we've got some fantastic music today from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul, including Madeline Peru, one of my favourites, the Neil Cowley Trio, and this from the one and only James Brown. James Brown with It's a Man's World. In fact, officially, it's a man's, man's, man's world. Jay Wright is my business shaper here today on Jazz Shapers. And he is, as I said, the CEO of Virgin Wines. Basically, he's been running the show since 2008. And before that, he was the person who set up the World Wines Direct Business and became managing director of that. And that's way back when. He's been doing all sorts of things since. Jay, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure, Elliot. Good to be here. Now, t- tell me how the um, the lead singer of a glam rock band <laughs> called Wild F- Affair, uh, and apparently someone who worked in a registry office, ends up in the wine business, or maybe it's a natural it, it was it was just something I hadn't done badly before. So I, 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 the the music thing was um, was a lot of fun. When I was at Manchester Poly, um, I got together with a lot of like minded glam rock fans, and um, and one of them decided they could play the guitar a bit, and one thought they could play the bass, and one thought they could hit the drums, and I couldn't play anything, so I thought I'd I'd sing. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun for three or four years, and um, played lots of concerts, and had a had a great time. But um, it was never going to be a career. I don't think we were quite good enough, sadly. So um, so I then went to work at Manchester Register Office doing doing births, deaths and marriages, which was an interesting um, year working at Manchester City Council. The rich um, tapestry of life. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, there was, we used to have eight marriage rooms going on at once at any point in Manchester on the Saturday morning. Um, yeah, we had the wrong guests in with the wrong weddings, the wrong brides, the wrong grooms, all, very professionally done, obviously. So, uh, but that was just for, that was just for a year. And then um, I ended up working for uh, the Greenalls group who were uh, FTSE Top 100 leisure business based out of Warrington. Uh, worked there for about six or seven years and during my time there um, ended up setting up their um, a mail order wine business that they wanted to do which is called World Wines Direct and I've never never really looked back since then in terms of working in the world of wine. And what was it about the world of wine that, that you know, apart from obviously enjoying it, I mean, obviously lots of us enjoy wine but not everyone goes off and runs a business, what was it about the wine thing that, that got you? 
I think it's a, it becomes an evolution. I mean, you get the at Greenalls. It was very much it was the drinks business to begin with. So involved in the pubs and and the hotels and the distillery and all sorts of different parts of that business. And then when I first got asked to set up Worldwise Direct, to be honest, I knew nothing about wine and nothing about mail order. So I was obviously ideal. Um, and then spent the next sort of few years learning how not to set up a mail order wine business. And it was really over the course of that three years of doing of doing that that I got a real love for the product. And I think it's virtually impossible to be involved in um, something that gives people so much enjoyment, so much part of people's social life, that, um, that there's so much knowledge to get out of it if you want that, or if you just want to sit down and enjoy a bottle of 5.99 on a Monday night in front of EastEnders, it does the job just as well. Mm. Um, you know, you can take it as far or, or as you want to or not. You just you just really kind of get captured by the whole spirit and passion of wine and um yeah, I have, I've, I've sort of, I mean, I'm not a wine connoisseur. Um, we've got wine buyers in our business who know far, far more than I do about wine. But I got very, very healthy, practical interest um, in it. And, um, and obviously over the years have built up hopefully, you know, quite, quite a decent amount of knowledge as well, particularly from a commercial perspective, understanding what works for customers and what doesn't, as opposed to wine buyers who take a, a little bit more of a theoretical view about wine. Well, I was going to say, you must be doing something right because you've got a £40 million plus revenue with a very healthy margin too. Lots coming up from my business shape. That's Jay Wright, CEO of Virgin Wines. Time for some music in the meantime. This is Madeline Peru with The Summer Wind. The gentle and caressing sound of Madeline Peru with The Summer Wind. Uh, Jay Wright's my business shaper and he's the CEO of Virgin Wines. And he's been in the wine business, he's been bitten by the bug. But you were saying, Jay, and I think you're probably downplaying a little bit, you know, you're not the connoisseur, but you certainly know how to run the business because you are running a very successful business. And in fact, I believe not that long ago, I love this title, I think a couple of years ago, uh, you were named Man of the Year at the Drinks <laughs> Business Awards. I just want to be Man of the Year for something. <laughs> I mean, but wh- why do you think you got that? Why do you think the business has turned around and gone, he's done a good job? Because there's lots of competition. There's yeah. lots of phenomenal wine. We've never had more ability as a consumer sitting here in the UK to get access to wines from everywhere. What's making you special and standing out? I, well, I think you, you split it into two into two sections. One, one, my belief is that you build businesses from the inside out and you make sure you have great people working with you in the business and you set up the culture within the business really well. And Virgin Wines is, is more like a family than a business. We all, we're very, you know, we're great friends. Everyone has a, has a very sort of social relationship as well. It's very informal. It's a, probably what you'd imagine a virgin business to be like. You'd walk, you walk in and there's a pool table and bean bags and everyone sort of sits around and you know has a has a good laugh with each other. But it's very professional as well, and we take what we do incredibly seriously. So, um, so it's trying to get that balance between informality and having fun and professionalism is sometimes a difficult balance to get. But I think we manage that really well. So, if you get the right people in your business, and hopefully your customers get the benefit of that at the end anyway but then we also obviously focus so much on on the customer um in trying to make sure that we provide a brilliant service on trying to make sure there's lots of different ways that you can buy from virgin wines the last thing we want to do is think everyone 
is the same and that everyone wants to get the same sort of service or the same sort of involvement or the same amount of engagement. Different people want different things from from their wine um, supplier. So we have lots of different sort of schemes available that people can buy wine from us from um, depending on how much they, they want at any given time or how much they know about wine or what kind of interaction they want with us. It might be that people just want to dip in and out of the business, mm. they can do that. People want to come along to one of our tastings and come and meet us all and have a real sort of one-to-one experience in terms of, of sort of trying before you buy. Then people can come and do that. We do 30-odd tastings around the UK each year, so anyone can come along and Hard and to meet do all this, though. I mean, it's hard to do all this, isn't it? Sorry to cut across you, because yeah. the personalisation of what is what you're talking about, and, and, and there are many things you do, but how do you maintain the balance in doing all of those things and still making a buck? It's around balance. One, one is about how you how you buy your wine. Um, so the quality of product is obviously going to bring people people back. At the end of the day, you can have the best service and the best website and the best systems and everything else that goes along with that. And in the wine's business. horrible. But if the bottle of wine that turns up yeah. with the customer doesn't taste very good, then people aren't going to come back again. So making sure the wine is is absolutely fabulous is the most important thing. And we buy wine in a very different way to anybody else that I know of. So it's a, it's a unique process in terms of we don't buy wine off the peg. We don't go into a sort of off the shelf, so to speak. So most companies will just go and say, oh, there's a bottle of Jacob's Creek, for instance, or Gallo, and they'll just buy that in and put it on the shelf and sell it. Um, you know, the problem with brands is that all brands teach to do is buy the same thing week in, week out. And the beauty about wine is there is so much to experiment with and so much to try. And if you go off the beaten track a little bit, there is so much more to find. And that's what we do. We sort of, we, um, we work with lots of independent winemakers who handcraft their product and you're really passionate about what they do. But we don't just then go out there and let them make the wine and bring it back and hope our customers like it. What we do is we look at, we've got over a million ratings for our wines on the website, so probably more empirical information than any other wine business. And when we want to go and make a new Sauvignon from the Languedoc, we look at all the ratings that our customers have given us and all those customer comments about that Sauvignon, and we work out what we're doing well and what we're not doing so well, and we go out and we we make that wine with the winemaker out in the Languedoc and bespoke that wine for our customers. So we know in advance we're bringing back what they want. And that's almost having that, we're almost making wine to the to the taste of what we know our customers are looking for. Right. And if you do that, you get it right much more often than you don't. And if you're and if your hands if you're totally involved in that process, uh, hopefully the control you have over the end product is much much greater. So I think that gives us a real edge in terms of where we sit within the whole wine market. And that's why the business is doing really well. Absolutely supermarket driven. Great stuff. Lots more coming up from my business shaper, Jay. But the latest travel in a couple of minutes is going to be before that. And even before that, yes, you're very lucky today. Some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkon for your business. Hi, my name's Nadim Mir and I'm a partner at Mishkon in the private equity team. A key thing to be thinking about if you are looking to raise funds is, given that it is maybe less difficult than it used to be to raise the money, if you do have a good growth story, then actually you are in a pretty good position to maybe be a bit more choosy as to who you partner with. Um, and I think a, a key thing to remember is that when you go into this relationship with an investor or group of investors, you do need to see it as very much like a relationship. It is effectively a marriage of sorts. And obviously we know the best sorts of marriages tend to be the ones where both sides uh, go in with their eyes open um, and they're both supportive parties to, uh, to the marriage um, and where people think they can work 
well together. So it's not necessarily about the party that's going to leave you with the most equity or the one with the biggest checkbook. It's about the party who you are going to get on well with, work well with, and hopefully, say, live happily ever after with. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me on another Saturday. My business shaper today is Jay Wright, and he's the CEO of Virgin Wines. Um, as you've developed this this model, and I don't know if it's called a model, the thing you mentioned the Virgin name, and obviously you know you license the, the name like many Virgin businesses do, and that's not yep. uncommon. What is it about the Virgin name in terms of the values of the business that you hold up and say that's what makes a Virgin name? Because forget the, the relationship with Richard Branson or, or not, it's about that brand, and that brand's obviously giving things to you, isn't it? What does it give you? Yeah, and, 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 and you try to make sure that you live and breathe that brand and the values of that brand within your own business. So there, there are certain things that sort of that Virgin stands for. I think most people would 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 see that sort of the sort of the energy and innovation, um, absolute passion for customer service, um, what we sort of call rock star service. I should maybe call it jazz star service today, but that real heartfelt, you know, caring, just really, really passionately caring about what you do. And all those sort of things sort of make up that virgin ethos. So it is that informality I talked about before. It is that professionalism. But it's the um, it's that going the extra mile all the time, and I say caring about making sure every experience a customer have is 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 at the very very highest level, and that the quality of the product is absolutely superb, and that it's got that it's got that innovative spirit around it where we just do things a bit different to other people. Now, assuming all that's true, and it must be because you're doing things um, that are that embody those things. I imagine it's not always plain sailing. I imagine that there are tough conversations that you need to have with your team. And you strike me as a a pretty relaxed kind of person. I mean, you know, and you can tell me if you're just acting brilliantly or that's true (laughs) or what your team would say. But but when you've got to have punchier conversations and when the informality has to be slightly more formal, how do you personally handle that as a leader? Honesty. I, I'm always the best way to be is to completely is be, be completely honest and open with people. And if you have issue, every business has issues to deal with. We all get things wrong. We, we all make decisions sometimes that aren't right. If you've made the decision for the right reason because you thought through it well, and you thought you're doing the right thing, and you haven't just made some haphazard, stupid decision because because you haven't really you know, thought for the consequences or cared enough to to think about what you're doing. What annoys me about things in business like 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 that the most is if people just haven't given their attention they haven't worked their hardest they haven't you know they're not passionate about what they do if people are trying hard and they're trying to do the best thing you just help and you guide and you and and, and you encourage and then you try to put people on the right track but honesty is the best policy all the time and you shouldn't ever have a anyone in your business who doesn't know where they stand within the business i think that if you have a conversation with someone because over the last six months they've been doing things you're not been particularly happy with and it's a big surprise to them <laughs> that six months you've got it wrong you should be talking to people all the way through and I'm a massively hands-on sort of CEO I mean I, I, I'm just one of the team we have we don't have a hierarchy in our business in terms of how we do things I mean, I, it's a completely open planned office I sit on the end of a desk um, with everybody else in the business I don't have an office so just you know there's, there's no difference between the space I have and one of our customer service team it's exactly the same I'm I, I mix and interact all day with everybody. 
Um, and and hopefully through leading by example and through um, people seeing the energy and passion that I've got for the business, that can emanate itself um, right the way through ev- everybody else. But but if people haven't got that passion and they haven't got the energy and they haven't got the enthusiasm, um, then we'll probably have a problem. Passion, energy, enthusiasm. You better make sure you've got all of those three things if you want to work with my business show today, Jay Wright. Time for some music. This is the lilting, gypsy-like sound of Cyril M.A. with Let's Get Lost. The party rather dull isn't it we love to steal away wouldn't we so let's not even ask now should we or shouldn't we let's get lost lost in each other's eyes that was Surreal Aimee with Let's Get Lost. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Jay Wright's my business shaper today. He's the CEO of Virgin Wines. Um, these innovations that you have come up with and these various different things, where do those ideas come from? How do you, how do you be, be a creative force? Not just you personally, because I know you talk about team a lot, but how do you define or describe the creative process? I don't like those... Um prescribed let's sit down for an hour and brainstorm Dreadful, sort of sessions. it's absolutely horrific everyone yeah. sort of comes in and thinks they've got to come up with something innovative and, and normally some, you have something innovative when you're in the shower or you're on the running machine or or, or whatever and you have a you just have an idea and I mean, I mean case in point I remember going back about 10 years ago now I came up with this we I'm, I'm good friends and we do a lot of work with a guy called Matthew Jukes and Matthew Jukes is absolute superstar in the wine world he's um, one of the most knowledgeable nicest and one of the best palettes that I've ever come across. Is he a wine master? Is that one of the three hundred or so? There's not many of them, are there? Yeah, like I don't think I don't think he is because because he's he sort of has decided not to do that because right. he's 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 not particularly into the whole education around that. He's much more into the into the communication okay. of wine. And, and Matthew's brilliant at that. And I had this idea one day that maybe we could just get Matthew to pick a sort of road test a whole lot of wines that we've got and pick the best six each month and sort of package them up into one particular thing and have this and 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 have this scheme called just reds where people just got these wines but they knew that one of the best palettes in the whole of the uk had put his name and he'd get him to write some personal tasting notes for them all so you were genuinely getting what matthew thought about them and maybe he could do some video for each of the wines so we'd tasting them and things like that and that was literally just on the running machine in the gym one day i got back home phoned matthew up and said mate i've got a great idea would you do this for us and he said yeah of course i will you know let me know when and now we've got you know 15 20,000 people on the just reds wine club who get these fantastic wines on on a, on a regular basis which are you know chosen by road tested by and written up by matthew and it's um so that's just one example of sort of how things happen and it's certainly not exclusively me who comes up with um with the good ideas in fact probably rarely uh, we've got we've got loads of very very talented people in the business who come up with all sorts of um all sorts of great stuff but the most important thing is it works for the customer mm-hmm. and we can come up with all the best ideas or what we think are the best ideas ourselves inside the business until your customers have turned around and said, we love this, it's great and it does something for my life in a positive way, then it hasn't worked. Eminently sensible. Final chat coming up with Jay, plus we'll be playing a track from the Neil Cowley Trail that's off the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
the Neil Cowley trio with the fantastic Sparkling. Jay Wright, the CEO of Virgin Wines, is my business shaper just for a little bit longer. Where does it go from here? I mean, you've built this business. You've, you've set up your own business. You're doing really well. You look like a happy, balanced guy. What's next for you? We did a management buyout of Virgin Wines, myself and, um, and the team, back in November 2013. So, so we've sort of started a new stage in our, in our development at that point. I think setting yourself financial goals is the wrong way around doing things. I think you set yourself targets about how how you the things you want to do really, really well and how you want to react, you know, liaise with customers and how you want them to think about your business, how you want to engage with them. And if you do if you do those things really well, hopefully the financial rewards come mm. as part of that in terms of, you know, in a business sense. The um we've we've got our wine bank scheme which I've um, which is our most popular scheme where for every, you basically put some money in your wine bank account each month and for every £5 you put in, we give you £1 of what we call wine interest. So, in fact, you have 20% extra to spend on everything with Virgin Wines than you would normally have. And, you know, the pricing's the same for everybody. So, you know, kind of if you're if you're buying from Virgin Wines, you might as well be on wine bank. You get you get more value. Um, you know, we've got 68,000 people on that on that um, wine bank scheme now, which is which is great. And, and those people love... They're the most loyal customers that we've got, and they kind of love interacting with us. I'd love to see that become 150,000, 200,000 people. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to get to the point where Virgin Wines was was the dom- completely dominant force in wine retailing in the UK. But those are those are nice things to say. Um, to actually do it, it's about doing it the right way. It's about building the teams internally in the right way, keeping the culture that we've got, keeping that real happy environment that we've got inside the business making sure that we we don't just chase things um turn over for the sake of it but we but, but but we sell wine in the right way of the right quality at the right price to deliver real value to people that we keep on trying to engage with customers you mentioned earlier on in the conversation Elliot about how you know it becomes less profitable the more personal your relationship gets I actually don't mind that at all I want us to have personal relationships I want our customers to feel part of Virgin Wise I want it to be an extended family where all of our customers and everyone in, in, in the business feels like we're in this together along with our winemakers well let me ask so, you about that as well specifically just before I, we go to your song choice because the management buyout has I imagine brought you even closer as a group of people to what you do if you hadn't have done that, do you think you'd feel the way you feel about the, the future of the business now? Would you still be as invested as it were? Yeah because that's where I am. And I've been invested and passionate about everything that I do, whether it's going down and watching Lincoln City, who are which is one of my great passions in life, which oh is which is a bit depressing, but it's um but but I love. Whether it's watching my boys play football on a on a Sunday or whether it's the music that I listen to and et cetera, et cetera. I think you have to be passionate about everything in your life and work has never been any different i used to when i was 15 years old and washing up in in the wine bar um i used to love it i'd go down and my best friends were all from work and i'd look forward to doing it and it was it was great fun so yeah i've always loved working and i've all because it's always been a hobby rather than rather than a job and and i'm very fortunate to be able to say that because uh, if you can if you can love what you do then you'll um you know one life's a lot more fun but you're probably a lot better at doing it on the back of that too so yeah listen jay it's been really great talking to you and that's really nice to hear that someone's happy and enjoying life and and passionate and i think you're right everything you you do is about your passion which which shines through thank you so much for spending some time with me just before i let you go what's your song choice and why have you chosen it i haven't got a massive range of of jazz as, as people might have heard earlier on i was in a nasty long-haired glam rock band back in the day <laughs> so i still have a, a little penchant for that sort of music so i actually picked something which actually just just means quite a lot to me in terms of i'm a massive fan of the michael connelly 
books and the Harry Bosch character. And I, I, it's one of the sort of nice things to do and relax outside of work is read a really good novel and get really sort of wrapped up in a story. And Harry Bosch is a massive jazz music fan. And, and there's a great book um, which is written called uh, A Darkness More Than Night. And in that, one of the themes that goes through is, um, is a song called um, Straight Life by Art Pepper. And so I thought that as that's got a real sort of connection to me from both the novel perspective, but then the music within it as well, I'll pick that as my uh, as my song of the of the day, so to speak. One so, of the um, best so reasons. Well, one of the best okay. reasons ever. One of the best reasons ever. So thank you so much. Here it is. It's Art Pepper with Straight Life. And Straight Live, the song choice of my business shaper today, Jay Wright, CEO of Virgin Wines. Totally down to earth, no pretensions whatsoever. Passionate, talk about someone who really does love everything he does. And the reason why that business is successful, in one simple um, phrase, he's totally customer focused. And that really came through from talking to him. Really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next Saturday here on Jazz FM. In the meantime, coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.